the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and more. If you turn on CNBC or Bloomberg these days, television or radio, they're talking markets. One of the things that they're talking, I'm going to give you a local bullet shot perspective. They're going to give you kind of a more broad blanket. People keep saying the market's heading for a pause. People keep saying the market's heading for a pause. Investors betting on momentum or the continuation or the lack there of a pause have made a killing in 2017. I'm still fully invested. At some point in time, I do plan to rebalance. I rebalance on a regular basis. I look at my 401k, I go, ooh, all-time high. A lot this year. I'm not going to get on Bloomberg or CNBC and sound the alarm bells. Alarm! 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 Danger, Will Robinson! Danger, Will Robinson! Danger! I'm not going to do that. Morgan Stanley, J.P. Morgan, Chase, they're in the business of making predictions. They're in the business of, say, pile in tech stocks or don't. They're in the business of saying, you know, pick uh, financials or don't. Tech stocks look stretched. Tech stocks look tired. There's now conversations being had on a pretty regular basis. Scott Galloway, the guy from New York University, we've had, we've played some of his audio on the show before. He thinks Amazon, Google, and Apple should be broken up. And I'm going to tell you, that's like playing Monopoly. When you're going up against the guy who's got the whole stretch of the back half or the whole stretch of the first half, and you're like, come on, land on good jail, land on good jail. I, it's all a roll of a dice is what I'm saying. And I, I don't want it to be a roll of the dice for you. I want you to be an investor. I, I, I don't want you to look at your portfolio as a winner or loser on a day-by-day basis. I'm looking at my portfolio on a day-by-day basis and saying winner or loser. And it gets in your head as a weird sickness. There's a time and a place for rotating into winners. There's a time and place for selling some losers. I think you should have that set in your head more so than looking at the market saying, Woo, what do I do now? Because when you look at the market and go, Woo, what do I do now? You're at lunch and you're almost like, I want to show my waiter, my waitress, how much I'm worth. It can be kind of a weird sickness. So I hope that you get out of this year. It was good to be invested. We're not going to give it all up. Investors should be aware of the growing risk of a reversal, though, because at this point in time, we haven't seen a reversal in a long time. It's been a long time. Things are heating up in the President Donald Trump administration with people might flip people who might get associated with uh, potential crimes. I know what's good and bad. The Republican Congress, it looks like they're going to succeed in some sort of tax overhaul, and that's helping the market. 
And it's interesting because, you know, you could ask Warren Buffett, what do you think about next year? And he goes, I'm waiting for that tax plan. Before I can say anything, I need to know what that tax plan is all about. Is it a 20% corporate tax? Is it uh, 10%, 12% to repatriate money? What is it? So one of the world's wealthiest men, one of the world's best investors says, I need to wait. Momentum stocks, their growth this year have, has been unbelievable. As far as an index goes, if you've been in momentum, you've done great this year. There's areas that I don't play. I don't play Bitcoin. And I heard an analyst yesterday say it pretty well. She goes, how do you value it? What's the intrinsic value? I'm like, yeah, right. I, I know. So to me, that's just pure momentum that it's, it's a little bit of blind faith. I like me some blind melon. I don't like me some blind faith. Is you blind? I don't know where the clip is from, but that's a pretty funny clip. <laughs> if the clip can make me laugh, it's pretty funny. So I think it could be tough to top yesterday's show on the stock market. On a day-by-day basis, there's some days where you're like, whoa, there's been a day or two on Wall Street where I just I, I want to have a cigarette afterwards. I don't smoke. It's been that bad. We hit a rash of new record highs for the major averages. But that doesn't mean that, you know, we won't try again today. Resolve has already been tested with news that the vote on the tax bill in the Senate has been delayed. Um, John McCain jumps on the bill, but then a vote gets delayed because people are trying to write in provisions that they want to write in. Like, have you seen some of the provisions written in the bills on Wall Street? Uh, not on Wall Street, but in Congress. Like, we want to subsidize the people who make arrowheads in the state of Washington an extra three cents for creating the the Arrowhead Awareness Group. And you're like, what? Why is that in a national tax? Like, it's crazy. Word from Capitol Hill right now is that the Senate said the revenue trigger near and dear to Senator Corker is an issue. Whereby taxes would increase if economic growth wasn't sufficient to pay for the tax cuts. And people are freaked out. The Senate GOP needs to find a way to come up with more revenue to satisfy deficit hawks like Mr. Corker, without undermining the tax reform wishes of other GOP senators. They're still trying to figure it out. But it feels like it's being crammed in. And you know how sausage is made. They cram all the meat into like a a mixer. And they say making sausage ain't pretty. Making tax bills, not pretty. So what I can say is that the market's resilient right now. I can say that the markets are hitting uh, all-time highs. Pretty consistency. Some days it's the Dow, some days it's the S&P 500, some days it's NASDAQ. There's been an ascendance of value and wealth. There's some earnings news out there in retail. Ultra Beauty, Ultra Beauty, which I've always said there's going to be ugly people, so you have to invest in makeup or cosmetics. You have to, because there's always going to be ugly people. There's always going to be people who want to put stuff on their face to make them look better. I know you're saying, I put stuff on my face, am I ugly? You probably are. You're fab. You're switched on. You're a bit of all right. Yes. Genesco, Zumier, all ultra beauty, Genesco and Zumier, all are trading noticeably lower. Company called Five Below is pushing up after its results. Not pushing up daisies, but pushing up. Uh, Worthy of note. There's so many companies to invest in. And then you hear about Google and Amazon and Apple. Every single day. You never hear about Zumier or Genesco or Five Below. Amazon's reportedly talking to generic drug companies. A little blind melon. What a pull. Nice. 
I'm not going to step on this one. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black. Welcome in. Thanks for all the support. I got a webinar coming up that I'm going to try to figure out how to market soon. But you can figure out more about that at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Back in the 1990s and early 2000s, there was an analyst that I dug. His name was Henry Blodgett. He talked about the Internet like no other person ever talked about the Internet. He said things like, Amazon's going to double from here. And I'd be like, holy S-H-I. Did he just say a stock's going to double? Ten years previous, I was excited to hear like a stock was going to move up seven, eight points in a year. And Blodgett was like, there's this thing called the Internet and Amazon's going to double from here. And he got into a lot of trouble. His firm essentially, you know, was giving advice to Amazon and his firm was also endorsing Amazon. And there's this and this is this is such a funny world we now live in. I don't know what to say anymore. There was a Chinese wall. <laughs> like That's so offensive right now. Is someone going to sue me? Is one of my bosses in radio going to say, yeah, I'm Chinese. And what are you talking about a Chinese wall about? I'm very Matt Lauer sensitive right now. I'm very, very keenly aware that the world is very, very paying attention to every word. Behave yourself. So Henry Blodgett recently talked about the future of media. And anything Henry Blodgett says or... or Scott Galloway says, I'm going to listen to because I think they're smart people. When Scott Galloway says Amazon and uh, Apple and Google should be broken up, that's going to become a public argument at some point in time. It's going to become a public argument. There's a, and see what, I got to be careful what I say. I was going to say there's a cute 14 year old girl who babysits for me. And I don't want to now associate cute and 14 years old together because then you're going to go perv. It is the legal marriage in West Virginia. And there's so many West Virginia jokes that you can make, but you probably don't like West Virginia jokes in California as much as you do on the East Coast, because in the East Coast, you get it. You've been to West Virginia. You've driven through. State Flower is a satellite dish, right? Like, it's, it's not a pretty state. So anyway, Henry Blodgett said, number one in the United States, we're nearing peak media. Do you have any good shows are on Netflix right now? Whether it be Mindhunter or Stranger Things, whether it be the documentaries that they put together, the Louis C.K. specials. Oh. Go! Why? But Netflix, we're nearing peak media. And I, I, don't you feel that? I do. You have so many choices MSNBC or CNN or Bloomberg or CNBC. And somebody's going to be saying something about Trump. Blodgett adds, with multitasking, we cram 31 hours of activity into each day because we're multitasking. We're cooking and watching TV. We're cleaning and watching TV. We're eating, drinking, grooming, socializing. We only get about seven hours of sleep. We get about six hours of cooking, cleaning, eating, and drinking. We get about five hours of work done. But the average American spends about 12 hours with media or tech consumption. Now, tech consumption is looking at your phone. I get a lunch and I'll put my AirPods in, which means don't talk to me. I don't even turn music on my AirPods sometimes. Digital is now the most used medium. 
So um, if you take a look at print, not much time. We're not looking at magazines much or newspapers. I still like it, but to me, it's, it feels old. For me, when I pick up something that's print journalism, it's like, let's see what's happening in my town. Like there's a San Mateo Business Times or something like that. I don't even know the name of it. I don't even know the name of it. And I pick it up. Well, I have AirPods in my ear and I'm not listening to music. I'm trying to be by myself time. Radio, the average American spends an hour 26. TV, four hours and four minutes. Digital, five hours and 50 minutes. There's a great show on YouTube called uh, Hot Ones where the host puts out 10 wild wing, uh, buffalo wings and he puts a, a hotter sauce on each one. And then he'll ask a celebrity like Kevin Hart, you know, um, when you were doing this movie, what was the favorite part about doing this movie? And they're really well thought out questions. It's not like Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy or the other Jimmy or Conan or the other Jimmy late night TV show. Like, oh, tell me about your movie. So he asks questions to kind of get to the heart of what you want to see with an interview. And then he gives them hot sauces that, that start off low and t- end up crazy, wickedly evil to the point that people start hallucinating the spices that graze crazy. So you get to see your favorite celebrities hallucinate, which to me is damn fine entertainment. I may have to do that challenge on this show and, and give you a, like an investing one one because it's that kind of funny with six hours of digital per day. So it's called hot ones with six hours of digital per day. It's been enabled by the growth of desktop and mobile. It's all online. Most of the media that I consume is now on my desktop and or my phone. Most of it. I use my TV to watch sports and that's it. And sometimes I use my TV to watch digital online with YouTube. Over the next five years, our daily media and tech consumption will grow by only 18 minutes. So he, as an analyst, Blodgett is saying we've hit peak. And that, that is a warning sign for Netflix. It also tells you that, you know, Netflix should probably start going sideways with their spending instead of higher because they're not going to get much more out of us. He thinks that digital will continue to take share, but growth is slowing. So maybe now is the time to look at boring old CBS or NBC or Fox. You've been listening to NBC News. Now, debut, KRGR is signing off, which was the greatest moment in the very, very first Nightmare on Elm Street is when Johnny Depp was falling asleep. And don't fall asleep. You're screaming at the screen. Don't fall asleep. And he's watching late night TV. And then the station says, this is station KRGR. Signing off. And you're like, oh, he fell asleep. It's Kruger, KRGR. That first movie, it doesn't hold up well. But it was damn fine entertainment. So now we're starting to look at media companies totally different. Blodgett's on to something. Is is Facebook giving us fake news? Do we care? There's a lot going on in media right now with digital media. And again, it's Apple, it's Amazon, it's Google, Facebook. It's a very select few, and they are the kings of media. Netflix. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Questions? Drop me an email. Rob at RobBlackShow.com. 
somebody's in need of a new website. I just looked at my website. Holy mackerel. It looks like a WordPress website. What is this? But there's a webinar coming up on December 13th, which is today's the first day of Advent calendars. My kids crap their pants over Advent calendars. They go to bed thinking, tomorrow, do I get to open up a piece of cardboard and see like a reindeer or a candle imprint with chocolate in it? They go crazy over it. I love Christmas time. Christmas time always makes me talk like this. Remember to love your friends and family this time of year. Remember to show them your app on your phone with your credit score. Creditkarma.com Show off to your friends and family how much money you've made this year. You know what's funny? Wall Street got it all wrong. I've been looking at the forecast from a year ago. I save forecasts. I've got emails that go back to 2,000 of forecasts and what analysts said about companies and what analysts said about stock market predictions. At the start of this year, when little baby Jesus turns 2017, Merry Christmas! Analysts were thinking 5% gains, maybe 6 or 7%, depending on earnings. And then earnings came out better than expected. And then there's a lot of noise on Trump taxes and Trump health care and Trump issues. Those things can only add to the upside if they happen. If they don't, we're back to focusing on earnings. We started this year with low interest rates. We still have low interest rates. So what's my prediction for next year? Unless the Federal Reserve does something crazy, we're looking okay. This is a fine-tuned machine. It is a fine-tuned machine, Mr. Trump. You are correct on that. It is... Wall Street is a predictor of the future, and it's pretty good at it. You look at the employment report that comes out on the first Friday of every month, and you go, got it. If we're adding jobs and we're staying where we are, good. If unemployment's moving higher, bad. You can see it on a month-to-month basis. You can see it on a quarterly basis. You can see it on a yearly basis. Jobs are the most important thing. So when you quit your Silicon Valley job because it's too much pressure living here, and you go to therapy for an hour and a half at a guy who charges $200 an hour. And you're like, geez, did I just spend... Get to the point, dude. Talk faster. I'll take the rapists for 200 <laughs> That's therapist. So when I go see my therapist, I put in my calendar, my Apple calendar, the rapist. And I show it to him, and he, he laughs at me. Behave yourself. So big webinar coming up on December 13th. You can sign up for it. It's free. But you have to sign up for it. Retirement planning is more complicated than ever. It's going to be the 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning webinar on December 13th. So we kind of have a walking dead thing going on right now. Doesn't it feel that way to you? We've got a zombie stock market where it just eats its way higher. It's moving higher. Who doesn't love zombies, right? I love zombies. I like Britney Spears and I love zombies. I have no problem admitting that pop culture is A-OK with me. I read the Walking Dead comic book. I can tell you that they're not going to take down Negan. They're going to arrest him because they're going to get back to justice. According to the comic book, the TV show is totally different. Spoiler alert. Go back 15 seconds. Block that out of your head. 
and you're saying, wait, they're going to go through a whole season of war with this guy? He hits people with a, a baseball bat, and they're gonna, they're not going to punish him? They're going to put him in jail? Uh, <laughs> that's the best sound effect of the day. You're killing me today. You're actually making me smile. So anyway, and for the record, I don't read the comic book, and I'm just guessing that's what's going to happen. So for all those people getting mad at me. You know, I did that once with the Harry Potter books. When the last Harry Potter book came out on TV, I said, Hermione dies in, in this book. Um, I got an advanced copy. The publisher, I did the show from 10 to 10.30. The publisher before 10.30 called the station, told me to do a retraction or they're going to sue, sue the station. I'm like, whoa. Some people don't mess around. So tax reform is the zombie blood of the stock market right now. We're going... Well, if Apple's only paying 20% on income taxes, on taxes, on profits, then that's better than 35%. And they were breaking the rules at 35% and hiding money overseas and repatriating things in funny ways and buying companies with overseas money, financial engineering. What are they going to do with a new one? They're going to make a S ton of money is what they're going to do. And Wall Street's looking at that and trying to figure out what do we do with this? And it does, thus it's become a zombie apocalypse, feeding the frenzy higher. The Dow has broken 24,000. You know, I used to get a little titillated. I used to get a little excited when the Dow would hit like 18,000. Now I'm like, oh, 24,000, no big deal. We'll hit 25,000 next week. Bitcoin goes, you know, 8,000 on Thanksgiving. 9,000 the day after Thanksgiving, 10,000, 11,000, 12,000. This is the recipe for the stock market to, to fall apart. This is the recipe for the stock market to get hit hard is when you become apathetic. When you're happy in apathy, you're, you're the most pathetic person there is because apathy is, is the worst emotion on the planet. It, that indifference gets you into a lot of trouble in life. And we don't recognize that because we're like, I'm mad. Mad's worse than apathy. No, apathy's worse. I'm not going to take this anymore. I think getting back to media, I think there's going to be a lot of consolidation. A lot of consolidation. The FCC rules have changed on how many people can own how many stations. And when I say people, I'm talking corporations in cities. I think the peak media phenomenon is just in the developed world at this point in time. I think you're going to see peak media start spreading to other parts of the world, which has been one of the greatest things about the stock market right now is it's U.S. and China. Both of us have financially engineered economies, i.e., let's lower the cost of money. Let's encourage corporations to borrow money to build buildings. Let's lower the cost of money to encourage you to go buy a new TV. We're doing it. So... But there's 4 billion people outside of the developed world, and they're going to get their Netflix, and they're not going to want to give it up. Digital ad spending in developed markets is still growing, and in Asia, it's growing fast. You have to have some exposure to Asia in your portfolio. Asia-Pacific soon will be the biggest digital ad market in the world. Go east. Don't go west, young man. Go east, young investors. Look for Asia-Pacific. Digital is, is global. Half of Netflix subscribers are now international. A few years ago, Netflix got into a crazy amount of stock, stock market problems when they said, we're, we're not going to ship discs anymore. We're going digital. 
or there's going to be a separate pricing plan for shipping disk. There's going to be a separate pricing plan for digital. And the world freaked out in investing. And they punished the company. And they were, Netflix was right. Reed Hastings, who I've had on my show before, I used to book guests, and then they just turned flaky. They say they're going to call it at 721, and they don't. Or they say that they're going to be on air, and I'm like, okay, what are you going to talk about? And then they answer in short, short answers. I'm like, you're killing me. So I once had Reed Hastings from Netflix on my show. Today, he would laugh at the idea. He's like, I'm not going on a radio show. I'm the king of, of media. Half of Netflix subscribers are now international. Modern TV networks will increasingly dominate video distribution. And modern TV networks, again, in your head, it's not ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. When I was a young boy, there was a TV show called Battle of the Network Stars. And I, I looked forward to it because it was like, you got to see these TV stars in non-TV star type of appearances. There's a TV show called Grizzly Adams, which is fantastic in my head, but it's awful to think about, like in execution. The guy was, he was wrongly convicted or wrongly accused of murdering maybe his girlfriend or something. And he, he escapes to, to the, the, the mountains and he becomes a mountain man. And you're like, that's the premise of the show. I think somehow he befriended a bear. This memory is now starting a little foggy in my head. And what's funny is I think he got canceled before he, he got his freedom. That kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore. Now we got Netflix. We got Stranger Things that we know there's going to be a season three, four, five, and six. If you will, the Olympic Games, Monday night football. Howard Cosell, that's right. He called Battle of the Network Stars. And you'd see like the bionic woman running up against Grizzly Adams. And you're like, and they'd be like obstacle courses. It's just an awful, awful, awful show. But as a kid, you looked forward to it. Those media networks, ABC, NBC, Fox, they're dead. Now, stock-wise, that may mean they're alive because the expectations are so low and there's some people that will always just turn on their TV and say, I ain't paying for Netflix. I'll talk to you soon. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So this is K-Flay, and I wonder what, when I, when I hear songs, I, I go, what's that all about? What's blood in the cup? It's a scarlet European fungus with cup-shaped asocarp. That can't be right. Really? There has to be something that I'm just not understanding about the song. Or maybe it has something to do with the minstrel cycle. Blood in the cup? Or maybe it's just blood in a cup. The boy I love's got another girl. The lyrics on this song, there's a PG version, and there's an R version. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say, because I want to be on radio on Monday. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Qualcomm's lower, as they are fighting out a patent dispute with Apple right now. I bought shares for, uh Qualcomm when it was at $50 a share. It wasn't going lower. There was news stories coming out like there's blood in a cup and Qualcomm's bleeding and it wasn't going lower. There were stories like there's blood patents in the cup and Qualcomm's not going lower. I don't know where it goes. I could tell you intrinsic value when the when all push comes to shove and lawsuits get settled, which do you know like 98%, 90, 98, 99% of criminal court cases get settled before going to court? Do you know why? 
Judges don't want anything to do with people. They hate you. And lawyers know that. If you're in front of a judge on a speeding ticket, he hates you. He wants to do his very, very best to settle it out of court. Just know that. So I think Qualcomm and Apple are going to settle their dispute outside of court. Just just throwing it out there for you. Try not to fight the system. Because you're not going to win with a judge. Judges don't want to see you. They think they've got more important cases than yours. Got a webinar coming up, 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning, December 13th. That's just around the corner. You know what the nice thing about webinars are? You can be buck naked in getting financial advice in front of your own computer, but please put tape on your camera because I'm looking at you. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Disney's got um, Thor Ragnarok out. Disney came out. They said some fascinating stuff this week. Avengers 4 is coming out sometime, like, say, 2019 or something-ish. And that's going to wrap up the whole Iron Man, Thor, Hulk. And they said, we're retiring the characters at that point in time. I'm like, no, you're not. There's going to be another Thor movie. There's going to be another Hulk movie. Do you know how many Marvel characters they own? How many Pixar characters they own? One of my favorite Pixar films was The Incredibles. I, I love that one. I thought that was fantastically well done. I thought it was creative as imaginative. Oh, and John Lasseter, he goes down to... He, he gets a six-month vacation. That's messed up. Matt Lauer fired from a $27 million a year job. Bob Laster does some groping or kissing or something inappropriate. We don't know. He's like, I'm going to go away for six months. So anyway, so Disney... They have 2,000 Marvel characters. That's how many comic books there are. There's a comic book character called, like, Bouncing Boy, which was a big, fat kid who had this this ability to, like, hyperbolic bounce or something. I I don't even know. Oh, my God, no way. So Disney says they're going to retire the Avengers. And I'm like, didn't that last Thor movie make a billion dollars and you're going to retire it? And that's why you own Disney. Daisy Ray said that she's going to retire playing the part of Ridley or Ridley, whatever her name is, from Star Wars. She said, I'm not going to do any more movies after episode nine. I'm like, you ungrateful little S. You were nothing before that movie came out. Behave yourself. And she doesn't have to do it. And that's the beauty of, of, of Disney. They will go find another one. I'm so I'm so excited about the next Star Wars movie, and I don't even know why. And that's called marketing. There's going to be some sort of evil twist. Luke Skywalker is going to become dark. That's the, that's the that's the the thought out there is that he goes to the dark side of the Force. That no matter what, the Force messes with your head, basically. You're born good, you go... Like, Darth Vader was good, then he was bad, and then in the end he was good. And then Luke Skywalker goes goes from good to going bad. So I think... I think there's some interesting things out there. To say the least. Sir Alec Guinness... That's me with my breathing at night. It's not a good sound. That's real audio of me. 
How did you get that? So Disney's awesome, and they're upping their dividend. And Disney was around when I was a little kid, and Disney will be around when my kids have little kids, and that's why you own the stock. Because at one point in time, my mom and dad came to me and said, Cinderella was a great movie. We watched it when we were your age. I'm like, don't make me watch Cinderella. And now I want my kids to watch every Star Wars movie. I want them to love it as much as I do. And they're going to have that same tradition with their kids. So you got to own some Disney. And they're upping their dividend telling you that business is okay. And the girl who plays the character says, I don't have to play that character anymore. And they're going to retire the Avengers. Their lineup is so thorough and so so strong. It's like a it's like a baseball franchise where their triple A team is great, their double A team is great, and their single A team is great. You gotta own some Disney. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.